Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. And this is now week two of our new U Sports review show, C2C. I'll waste no time in setting up our first guest. We have Zach Benson with his summary of all the action in AUS football. Welcome back to week two of C2C. I'm Zach Benson. I'll be giving you Atlantic University sport football updates all year long. First up today, we have the review from Mount Allison versus Bishops and the Acadia Axemen versus the St. Mary's Huskies. This past week, we had Mount Allison Mounties squaring off with the Bishops Gators. I had predicted a win for Bishops by three, and we had a game which we saw Mount Allison win by three on a late field goal. So a very competitive game in Sackville, New Brunswick. And switching gears to the Acadia St. Mary's game, where we had predicted a 10-point St. Mary's lead. St. Mary's was actually able to win by 20, and this is a very defining win for this program. And we're going to explain why through this episode of C2C. We're going to start this week's AUS review with the St. Mary's Huskies and the Acadia Axemen. The final score was 31 for St. Mary's and 11 for the Axemen. We're going to get right into this with Duncan Patterson. Mr. Patterson was 11 for 18, 185 yards. He threw for three touchdowns and he threw two interceptions as well. Duncan Patterson is clearly becoming a very interesting athlete to follow for this AUS season. He is not necessarily winning these games by himself, but he is the leader of this St. Mary's Huskies football team. 11 for 18, 185 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. For week two, not a bad stat line. Obviously, we would like to see those touchdowns or those interceptions reduced, and I'm sure they will be. St. Mary's looks to be doing great things, and they look even stronger this week than they did last week. Granted, they were playing the X-Men, who have ran this conference in the following week, or the previous week, I'm sorry, whereas this week they were playing Acadia, who, as things start to be slowly shaping up in the AUS conference, it looks like Acadia is going to be crawling from the bottom all year. They've fallen to 0-2. They have St. Mary or they have St. Francis Xavier this week, so we can assume that they will probably fall to 0-3. Now, if I'm Acadia, this game against St. Uh, St. Francis Xavier, it's not only must-win; it's do or die here. If they fall to 0-3, not only are they going to have an impossible mountain to climb to become one of the top four teams in the AUS to get into playoff contention. They're also going to be dealing with, as a young team, trying to dig out of a hole. This big 0-3 with young players, we don't know who the starting quarterback is anymore. It just seems like Acadia has a lot of work to do this year. And if they fall to 0-3 on Saturday, I think they will be switching gears to recruiting for next season. Another week where rushing the ball for Acadia was difficult. Here's how the rushing game came to a conclusion for the Axemen. Jaden Simmons, four carries, 28 yards, zero rushing TDs. Nick Platis, eight for 26, zero rushing TDs. And Ethan Finney, eight for 20, zero rushing TDs. A small win for the Axemen is they had nine athletes catch a ball. So they had nine receivers catch a ball, but no one had more than one or two receptions. And no one receiver had more than 20 yards. So I think Acadia has a lot of identity work to do here, and I'm very excited to see how they come out in week three versus St. FX. Now to wrap this game up and move on to the second game of the week in AUS football, 
I just want to go over some of the stats offensively for St. Mary's. So we already went over Duncan Patterson's stats. I want to go over the rushing game for St. Mary's because although they had zero rushing touchdowns, they have three athletes working together in the backfield who combined for well, well over six yards of carry. Adre Simmons, 15 for 117 yards. Malik Williams, 11 for 12 for 72 yards. And Tion Alexander Moore, nine carries for 53 yards. Pick your poison when you're trying to stop this running game. The offensive line from St. Mary's were moving bodies back. Every time there was an inside zone run play, the offensive line were pushing the Axman defensive line back five to ten yards. Very physical offensive line. And we had seven receivers involved in the pass game. A lot of receivers in the AUS get involved this year. But again, I'm going to shout out, shout out Mr. Bryce Mayo. He had a 71-yard touchdown, three receptions for 91 yards, and that touchdown absolutely blew this game wide open. And in that moment, in that moment, I knew that St. Mary's was legit. If you remember in our week one show of C2C, I made a strong prediction, and I'm sticking to it after week two. The more data, the more information I get on this Huskies team, the more I think not only can they make this year's Loney Bowl, but they can win. As we get into the final game review for week two of AUS football, we have the Mount Allison Mounties defeating the Bishop Skaters by a score of three on a late field goal in the fourth quarter. So, going over BU's game, it, it's, a different, it's a difficult game to assess because one point of emphasis for the Gators I want you guys to be aware of before we go into this game review, the Gators lost by three, but they had four turnovers. So, at the end of the day, I actually saw more positives for Bishop than Mount Allison. I might be biased, but let's see what you think by the end of this podcast. So, the Gators, Mason McGriskin starting quarterback. He goes 11 for 25 for 112 yards and two interceptions. So we took a bit of a step back this week in terms of what I was hoping for his progression throwing the ball. Um, But he did make some plays with his feet that really, really helped um, their rushing game and staying competitive in this game because their backfield struggled this week, whereas in week one they were pretty strong. Marco Briones had 21, 21 attempts for 84 yards and no scores where David Chalou had 10 attempts for 25 yards and zero scores. So neither one of them were able to get much going on the ground. Briones was closer to four yards a carry, while David Chalou was you know, around two and a half yards a carry. That's just not going to get it done, especially if you're throwing two interceptions, fumbling four balls, and losing two of those fumbles. So ball security, Gators, let's go. Quickly, receiving for the Gators. Cedric Maurice, two receptions, 47 yards, zero scores. And then Nick Pierre-Massey, get used to his name, four receptions, 39 39 yards, but again, no scores. So the Gators just could not offensively get going. Going over their defense a little bit, Jake Kelly is probably the best football football player on the Gators right now. They have a couple really strong defensive players, but he's got some veteran leadership. Kelly had an interception that was a pick six. He returned it for 45 yards in the score. And if you take that play away, the Gators really didn't have too much positive in week two. Um, I don't want to harp too much on the fumbles, but if you take one of those fumbles away, I'm pretty sure the Gators win this football game. 
Now, I don't want to take this away from the Mounties because they played a hard game of their brand of football. They played to the final whistle and they outplayed the Gators in terms of effort. We saw two quarterbacks this week with Mount Allison in their, in their home opener. We saw C.J. Valenti go 11 for 19 and 94 yards, while Justin Vogels went 4 for 14, 61 yards and an interception. Rushing the ball, Brant Berserk had 18 for 93 and a touchdown. He seems to be the primary running back for Mount A, so heading into week two, watch him to have a heavy, heavy workload and to be productive from what I saw. For Mount Allison receiving, Adam Shammerdam had four for 66, while Nolan Cheeseman was three for five, five receptions for 33 yards. Now, this was a game that came down to the final minutes, and there was an opportunity for both teams to run away with it. Bishop's defense is strong. If they are going to have a successful year and try to crack back into that Loney Bowl, conversation, which I think they might be falling out of a little bit here, they're going to need to do a couple things. Mason McGriskin has to put his hand up this week and say, this one's on me, the next one will also be on me with a different result. The Gators are headed into a bye week, so they have plenty of time to regroup here and come back strong. The Mount Allison Mounties will square off against the St. Mary's Huskies for their week two matchup where this is an interesting game as SMU is 1-1 one and, one and Mount Allison is 1-0. So keep an eye on this game as it will have playoff implications one way or the other. As we look to wrap this week's Atlantic University Sports Summary up, I'm going to be giving you guys my unbiased weekly power rankings as well as my predictions for this week's games. After two weeks, our power rankings have St. Francis Xavier at 1-0 in first place, the St. Mary's Huskies in second place at 1-1, one one. the Mount Allison Mounties in third at 1-0, oh. the Bishop Skaters in fourth at 1-1, one and, one, and the Acadia Axemen in fifth at 0-2. Oh Heading into the games for this week, we have St. Mary's and Mount A, I'm taking SMU by 10, and we have Acadia versus St. FX, where I'll take the X-Men by 28. Back to you, Zach. Once again, that was Zach Benson with his thoughts on all the action in week two in the AUS. Moving over to Quebec, we are still short on our RCQ correspondent, so it'll be another week of me reading you scores. Once again, if you or anyone you know would be a good fit for this role, hit us up. In Sherbrooke, we had a barn burner, from the looks of it at least, as Sherbrooke took out Concordia 24-23. And in our other game, the Laval Rouge Or took out McGill on McGill's home turf to the tune of 37-20. Now moving over to the West Coast, we give you the man that needs no introduction. It is Gord Randall with our Can West Breakdown. Thanks, Zach. The Canada West had a roller coaster opening weekend as a former blue blood got plastered at home, an ascending contender held serve at home, and a surprising upset on the road in the prairies. First off in Calgary, the Saskatchewan Huskies, the presumptive favorite in the conference this year, traveled into Calgary to face what appears to be a bit of a rebuilding Calgary Dinos squad. The Dinos looking to get off on the right foot this season after losing the Philpott Twins and the other engines to their offense last season, and it does not go well for them early on as Saskatchewan wins this one running away 44-5, to the worst blowout Calgary suffered at home in over a decade. Mason Nye has threw for 408 yards and five passing touchdowns, two 
of whom fell into the hands of Daniel Perry, who had 128 yards receiving. Uh, Saskatchewan rolls through their first game and looks to be the team to beat in the conference this season. Out on the West Coast, an entertaining back-and-forth affair between the traveling Alberta Golden Bears and the host UBC Thunderbirds ended in a 30-21 victory for UBC. Quarterback Garrett Rooker threw for 251 and two touchdowns. His top target and offensive standout was Shamar McBean with 136 yards and a touchdown receiving. Standout on defense for UBC was Ryan Baker with 10 tackles and a pass breakup as the Thunderbirds held serve at home and looked to be ascending in this conference. And out in Winnipeg, we saw the surprise results of the weekend as the Regina Rams traveled into IGF Field and beat the Bisons 33-23. Surprise freshman starter Noah Pelche threw for 244 yards and a touchdown, engineering the victory with the help of his veteran receiving core, headlined by Bennett Stuzik and Kyle Borsa. On the Manitoba side, Descatelier had a good afternoon statistically throwing for 390 yards and three touchdowns through the air, but unfortunately for the Bisons, three turnovers proved to be too much for them to overcome as they suffer a bit of a surprising setback to open their season. Coming up this weekend, we have three Friday night affairs for you to wet your whistle with before hitting up the other conferences on Saturday. Calgary travels into Regina to take on the surprisingly undefeated Rams. UBC heads to Saskatchewan in what is the conference's game of the week as the upstart Thunderbirds look to take down the conference favorite Saskatchewan Huskies in a place that has historically been a nightmare house for them. And then the final game is Alberta is Manitoba traveling to Edmonton to face the Alberta Golden Bears. All three of those starts are 7 p.m. local time. Back to you, Zach. Once again, that was Gord Randall with his breakdown of all the Can West action this past weekend. That'll wrap it up for our second edition of C2C. Let us know what you think. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you think that it's getting boring hearing me just read scores for Quebec? Frankly, I think it is too. So if you or anyone you know would make a great fit as our RSCQ correspondent, let us know. Next time you'll be hearing from me on this program will be Friday where me and the talented and lovely Tom Sterling will be setting up week three in the OUA. So I'll talk to you then at the 55.